Welcome to Lighthouse Church, live from the front lawn. Thank you for joining us here in person and, and online. Thank you for being part of our church. Uh, one thing I, I like talking about each week is the beauty of what our church is and does. Not only do we have a local community in Ventura, but we are starting up communities anywhere, you know, across the United States, across the world, wherever you're at. And you can start that in your, in your home if you want to invite people, if you feel comfortable in your yard, Starbucks, wherever. And uh, we have this whole amazing thing that's going on. What's even more amazing is how wild my hair will be today. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little windy here. So we'll see by the end of uh, the sermon, we'll see how big and, and frizzy it is. <laughs> so... Excuse my hair. She's got a mind of her own. But um, we are so glad you guys are here with us this morning. It's a beautiful day. I cannot complain about this weather because I love it. It's my favorite. It's sunny and windy and cool and it feels like fall and I'm so excited. Um, but I have some announcements for you guys. We have ladies this Friday at 7 p.m. We have our ladies night where we'll be having our art night together. So please do not miss out on that. It's always such a great time. We always have fun. It's relaxing. Um, we laugh and it's just so good to encourage each other through our artistic expression too. So that's always fun. And then if you made it to our worship, sorry, excuse me, to communion night last Wednesday, thank you for taking the time out of your week to um, be able to come together in fellowship and take communion together as a church family. And if you missed it, that's okay. We have next month coming up. So it's the, always the first Wednesday evening of every month. So make sure you mark your calendars so that you can um, join us as a church family to, to partake in communion together. So with that, we are ready to dive into the word and it's going to be so good. One more announcement Ooh, is yes. the Bible study on Thursday yes. nights. It is Thank from you. 5 to 6 Pacific Standard Time. So if you're interested in joining, uh, direct message us now. Send an email to info yes. at lighthouse805.com. And um, just so much wisdom comes out of yeah. those Bible studies, just all the the knowledge and the truth of, of what the word is of diving deeper into the word and it, it always ties in with what the message has been on Sunday so can really build on um, you know what when the Lord says to meditate on his word day and night you know it just adds it's another little extra addition to like keeping the the word the Lord's word hidden in your heart um, throughout the week so so it's always a good time there too can you pray for pray for our service today and pray over tithe and offering yes absolutely so if you are here we have a box on the doors where you can slip in your tithe envelope. And if you're watching online, we you can go to our page at lighthouse805.com. Go to our giving page, fill out that information there, and you can do that there as well. So would you just join me in prayer as we get started? Heavenly Father, we thank you. We adore you, and we love you. And we just come before you today and say, thank you for being an awesome God. Thank you for being the Lord over our lives. Thank you for guiding us and providing for us, protecting us, Lord, all of it. We thank you because you are there for all of it, for the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, and you love us the same throughout each of those. And so we thank you, Father, for who you are. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you would speak through Pastor Matt this morning. Would he be so ready to, to incline his ear to your word, to the whisperings of your voice in his heart, Lord? And would we, as we're listening, would we be so ready to receive it? Would our minds and our hearts be like sponges soaking every last drop of it, Lord, of, of your words into our lives? Because we know that only good can come of that. And so we thank you, Father, for what you have going on for us today, Lord, and that we can come together um, and worship you in um, such beautiful weather, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I remember 
when we were married, but we didn't have kids yet. And we went up to Bass Lake and I was set, it was like winter time and I was set on teaching Patty how to fish. Um, and <laughs> Mind you, this was our, our baby moon before London was born. So I'm like about That's right. eight months pregnant. Uh, and he's trying to teach this pregnant woman to fish in really cold weather. <laughs> <laughs> and so I grabbed all of, we had the chairs, we had bait, we had fishing poles. Uh, we both had, you know, winter jackets on. We had everything ready to go, all set to go fishing. And so, it, you know, it's morning time, we wake up early. We set our camping chairs up and we're like, we're fishing. I'm teaching her how to cast and it's, you know, it's a gorgeous day. And we're not catching like anything, nothing. There's no bites. It's just the bait is turning to an ice cube in the water. Not really, but it felt like it. And eventually, um, the I realize um, as the park ranger is coming towards us, I realize I didn't grab the the fishing certificate that you're supposed to fishing license. You're supposed to have. You're, if you didn't know, you're supposed to have a fishing license. And so he's walking up and I'm like, babe, I don't know what's about to happen, but we're supposed to have a fishing license. And Patty's like, what? <laughs> like, we're going to have a child. What's happening? And so he walks up and he's like, so what are you guys doing? And I was like, you know what? I mean, it's obviously we're fishing right now. <laughs> like we're, I'm teaching my wife to fish. She's pregnant. And he's like, well, do you have a fishing license? And I was like, you know what? I, I'm so sorry. I, I completely forgot. And he's like, and he just starts laughing. And he goes, you're not going to catch any fish at this lake. He's like, there's none to be caught right now. And he goes, enjoy your time practicing catch, casting. And he just walks away laughing as, as, as hard as he can laugh. And I was like, well, let's just enjoy our picnic and put our fishing stuff away. And I was, I was thinking about as I was uh, jumping into the word of Luke 5, where Jesus and Peter, and Peter's frustrated that he hasn't caught anything all night. I just remember this story of just not catching anything and the powers that be were laughing at me and Patty of not knowing fish were not in the lake right there. <laughs> so anyways, if you have your Bible, open up to Luke chapter 5, verse 1, uh, and, and let's, let's read this together. It says, One day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds press in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat on the boat and taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing, but if you say so, I'll, I'll let the nets down again. And this time their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners to the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please leave me. I'm too much of a sinner to be around you. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with him. His partners, James and John, and the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. And then the last verse, Jesus replied to Simon, Don't be afraid. 
from now on you'll be fishing for people and as soon as they landed they left everything and followed Jesus I I I want to I want to preach the the message entitled empty nets empty nets so if you're if you're taking notes and I hope that you would write down empty nets the another translation says in verse 3 he got into one of the boats the one belonging to Simon and asked him to put out a little from shore so we have this idea where Jesus and the disciple were a little off of shore they were a short distance out and Jesus was preaching from there to everyone standing around and then at one point Jesus says push out to the deep the deeper areas the depths and so there's two locations really involved, the shallow and the depth, the, the shallow and the depth. And I, I want to look at the shallows versus the depths. See, in this illustration, the story about Jesus, the shallows is where Jesus was speaking, but the depths is where Jesus spoke and Peter took action on what he spoke. So there's a difference there of the shallows and depths, and I want to look at this illustratively in our own lives, of are we in the shallow waters of Jesus, of just listening but not acting on his word, or have we decided to move into the depths with Jesus, which is hearing Jesus and acting on it. And and I, I want to say every single person has a different walk of their life of where they're at in their relationship with Jesus. And and you know it's not to put down anyone of where you're at but realizing hey i might need to press out into the depths with jesus and that's what this looks like the depths where jesus calls us to action james chapter 2 verse 14 go ahead and flip over to this james chapter 2 verse 14 says what good is it my brothers if someone says he has faith but does not have works. Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled without giving them things needed for the body, what good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. So really, really think about this. Jesus, if we were in Peter's shoes, Simon's shoes on this boat. We're in the shallows. We're hearing Jesus speak. He, he preaches to the, the shore with everyone listening, and everyone hears it. But then that's not the end-all be-all of Jesus at the scene. Jesus says, now let's go deeper. And as he goes deeper, he says, put down your nets. Take action on what I'm speaking to you to do. And, and that's where it happens. James chapter 4, verse 17 says, so whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. I mean, that's, it's pretty heavy. So this week, as we do life together, uh, what I want to challenge you to do is, if you're at this community uh, in person, or if you're at a community at someone's home or your own home, what I want you to do right now is do life together. This is where the discipleship happens. This is where I want you to start talking with someone next to you 
and really dig deep in what the word is saying. And so doing life together, the, the prompt question today is, what is your depth with Jesus? What is he calling you to take action on? See, the, the beauty of the story is Jesus was calling Peter to take action on what was applicable to Peter, right? This verse doesn't mean I need to go show up at the Ventura Harbor, push out in a boat with my Bible and throw a net in the water. That's not, I need to figure out in my relationship, in my boat with Jesus, what is he calling me to do action with? It's individual. And so in this moment, we're going to continue uh, talking to everyone online. But if you're here today and if you're at home, I want you to uh, take pause and do life together and really talk about what does this mean? What is your depth with Jesus? What is he calling you to take action on? Or even if, if something hits you in this verse, what is God speaking to you about this verse? So let's go ahead and, and do life together right now. We take this time to um, be able to discuss. I, I always like this time because we can dive in a little deeper and, and really dig on what the word means to us at this moment today. Um, and it was just, as soon as you started speaking, babe, um, I had that, that realization that even though Paul saw the action when he went into the deep is when he actually started catching the mm. fish, Jesus starts in the shallow. And, and so it's a little less intimidating that way, I feel like, to know, okay, we're starting on the shallow side. You know, I'm getting used to the waters. I'm listening to what the Lord is saying. And I think in that moment, just being in tune to, like, really listening to the Lord. Because then you, you've got to be ready for him to, to say, okay, it's deep end time. You know, and so that's always encouraging to know that the Lord... He cares about our feelings. He's not going to, yeah. you know, call us like straight into the deep end. I don't know how any of you learned how to swim, but I'm sure there, there's those who like got thrown into the deep end. That's it. <laughs> that was your swimming lesson. Just now you survive, kid. Don't drown. Um, <laughs> thankfully, thank you, parents. You didn't do that to me. <laughs> um, but know that the Lord cares and he knows, okay, you've got to hear me out. We'll take that time to hear, to, to listen to what I have to say, but we will go to the deep end. So know that. If you're listening to what the Lord is saying, no, he's going to call you into the deep end. And it's going to be so good. Mm. Paul, they caught all those fish, an abundance, more than enough. Um, and so that's always nice to know that the reward afterwards is the Lord's blessing. And so jump into that deep end to go for it. Do it. Um, we're going to see what is going on in the comments here about what, I don't know if there's anything you wanted to share yeah, about being in the deep end with Jesus. I saw Pat's come up. Let me pull that up. And if you see comments on, on Facebook. Yeah, I'll keep, a, keep an eye on this. Saw Pat. He said, Jesus has been showing me areas to show my city love. Mm -hmm. At work, he shows me how and what to say to coworkers that don't know his love. So that's, that's, a, that's phenomenal. Is really identifying that no matter where you're at, it's like Jesus has work for you in that spot. Yeah, that's that's Pat's city. That's a city right there. And that's where he's going to do all that change that the Lord is calling him to do. And and so it doesn't you don't have to go to extreme lengths of figuring anything out. It's just exactly where you're at. So that's awesome. Thank you, Pat, for sharing that. Um, let's see if we got anything else coming up here. Guys, don't be shy. 
I see people saying hi. <laughs> <laughs> Christina Martinez, good morning to you too. <laughs> um, but yeah. So as we keep going, I'm going to dive back into the word now. So make sure you're listening. Keep that ear open to listen to the Lord's voice. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. So what I want to look at right now is jumping back into Luke chapter 5, verse 3. One more time. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. There he sat down and taught people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Again, in the shallows and in the depths, there was Jesus and Peter. But did, did you catch the, the third character in the story? The, it's an inanimate object. It's the elephant in the room. It's, it's the, literally, it's the nets. Like, can you, I, I, lo- I love putting myself in, in characters' shoes, if you will, and trying to think, like, what would I be thinking if I was sitting before Jesus and listening to him preach in my boat full of nets that are empty. I would try to pay attention to Jesus, but every time I looked down and saw the nets, I'd be frustrated. Like, all last night was a waste. I worked the entire night, didn't catch anything, so I'm not able to provide an income for, from last night. Like, this, that would be on my mind, right? It's like the, the three characters are Jesus trying to speak, and then you have Peter, who's sitting there, trying to pay attention, but then he's completely thinking about, here's the nets, here's Jesus, here's the nets, here's Jesus. And have you ever felt like that? Where you're frustrated in a moment because something is failing or not working, and it's like you're you're trying to hear Jesus, but you're also seeing the failure, and then you're like, okay, I need to listen to Jesus again, but this is here, and it's really frustrating. And this is where he's at right now. And so, I wanted to to think about this. Is a continual empty net is an indicator that you need to move from the shallows to the depths. So when we're sitting here and if we're frustrated and we're looking at, well, this keeps failing in my life, I want to say it might be actually God pointing that out to you saying, okay, you've been listening to me. But now's your time to take action on that. It's, it's frustrating you for a reason. I, I, I love the, the metaphor illustration of a lot of times when we have spiritual frustrations or times that kind of hurt us, it's like a pebble in our shoe, right? Where it's just in there. And it's like, you can try to get used to it, but eventually it'll shift and it'll just start hurting again. But in reality, you got to take the action to remove the stone, the pebble, whatever it is. Just like in our relationship with Jesus, the nets are there and there's things that we need to do or take care of. I'm wondering at home, I hope it doesn't sound too windy, but I feel like it is, but it's so nice outside. And if you feel like you're unproductive, if you're missing something, even though you have Jesus, It might be because you're in the shallows and you need to move to the depths. 
You know, just because Peter had Jesus in this moment doesn't mean that he didn't also have the nets that he was supposed to take action on. With our own lives, is there, is there an action thing that we need to, to take care of right now? And then I love, I love Peter's response too, right? He's like, uh, he, Jesus tells him, you know, do, you know, do this, throw it down the nets. And then Jesus respond, or Peter's response is, um, yeah, last night I tried this. It didn't work, okay? Jesus, you know, thank you. You're a carpenter. I'm a fisherman. <laughs> I know better. Right? And then it's like, it's like. Could you, could you imagine him telling Jesus, Jesus, stay in your lane. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my gosh. like we, we know Jesus. And so <laughs> I love this because the point I'm trying to get across is Peter told Jesus, I tried it and it didn't work. And it's easy for us to have that attitude of, hey, Jesus, I, I know you're, you're telling me to do this. And I tried it once and it didn't work. And Jesus is just staring at, at us like he stared at Peter going, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, we want to try it again. <laughs> and it's, it's, do you have the faith action to, to step out and do it? Look at, look at uh, Luke 5 one more time. Verse 5, Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, that's the heart we got to have. That's the faith step we got to have. That's the moving from shallows to depths. That's the, because you say so, because your word is true, because you are on the the throne in heaven alive with full authority, that's what I got to have. Because you say so, I will let down the nets. I will do it. And again, it follows up when they had done so, they caught so such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they had come and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. Your faith actions in changing your city will inspire others to do the same. Did, did, you, did you catch it? He was in the boat with Jesus. Just, just Simon, alone, with empty nets. And because Jesus said it, he had the response of, because you say it, I will do it. And then his buddies saw what happened when he acted on Jesus. Oh, I thought I got you. (laughs) And then came out and joined in. I mean, dare I say, if we're willing to say, I'm going to change my city and I'm going to do what Jesus says, we're going to inspire the people around us to say, you know what? I'm going to step out of the times that I was frustrated and hurting and I thought it failed. I'm going to try too. I'm going to step out. I love it. Okay. So uh, I want to shift gears for just a moment. And I researched fishermen in this time frame because I was wondering if our People that fish in this time frame, the same as, you know, this day, you hire a charter, you go out, you catch fish, the end. You know, I want to know what happened. And so I found out that they had, they had to be skilled in five areas to be successful. And dare I say, it's the five areas that we need to have in our lives to be successful in, in this concept, in this idea. So 
the first the first one was they had to be successful in navigating the seas on a boat so this is a good time write this down in my faith walk with jesus i need to be able to navigate the seas of life i need to be able to go through the storms of life and know that i have the savior on the boat with me i need to be able to navigate so well another another pivot of this is they had to be able to navigate the boat to where the fish were right because what good would it be if you were just on a boat tied to a rope off the shore trying to fish and there's no fish there like the story at the beginning with me and patty we were fishing and we were having a blast together we did not catch any fish because there were no fish (laughs) so in our lives our, our christian walks and where we believe we need to position ourselves to fish where the fish are at, right? I have never in my life seen, maybe there is this person on YouTube that exists, a fisherman sitting in his backyard in a kiddie pool with full ocean tackle trying to catch a bluefin. He may very well try, doesn't mean it's gonna work. Likewise, in our Christian walk, we need to understand that as as Jesus calls us to be fishers of men, are we fishing? Are we speaking life and joy and peace and God's word into our families, into our homes, into our coworkers, into people we come in contact with? We need to learn how to how to fish, how to navigate the seas on a boat. We need to be focused on fishing where the fish are at. The second, second thing that they had to be able to do was actually catch fish. These are, these are pretty simple five points, right? They needed the ability to get to the fish. The second ability was to catch the fish, right? That's like the no-brainer. If you're going to be a fisherman, you need the ability to catch fish, right? They had to figure out how to do it. They had to figure out what's the right tool to bring to fish, Do they use a net? Do they use a fishing pole? What's the right tool here? And where this turns over to us is catching fish is, are we using and know how to use our skills that God has given us to to bring the love of Jesus into those who need Jesus? Right? Do we know how to catch fish? Do we know how to be fishers of men? Do we have that skill set to say, Here's what I'm good at, God. Use this. In the boat with Peter was the net. And Jesus says, use this to catch fish. And, and in my spiritual boat, with my relationship with my God, my, lo- my Lord, my Savior, Jesus, he's saying, use this skill to bring my love to my people. We, we need to have that. And then the third thing, which I always thought, I don't know. I just, this is how I thought it was, was fishermen caught fish and that then they washed nets because that's what we have the story on. And that's the end of the day. I thought that's what, that was it. But actually they had to prepare the fish, meaning they had to actually brine and salt the fish. So that the fish, when they came out of the water, were prepared in a way so that they would last longevity beyond the fishing port. So the fish actually had to be salted and brined so they could be sent out. So when we're with Jesus and he calls us to be fishers of men, we need to spend time 
with the people that we talk with and prepare them for a long-term life with Jesus. It's not about, hey, you're awesome, Jesus loves you, bye. <laughs> That's not what we're getting at here. There's a longevity. That's the word. It's long-term. It's saying, I am preparing you to know Jesus for all the days of your life and actually into eternity. And then the, the fourth thing was this. They, to be successful, they had to send the fish beyond their city. So in the Capernaum, they, they caught the fish. They prepped it with brine and salt so it could last. And then their whole emphasis was sending beyond the city. So there's a cluster of cities all around Capernaum. And they had to send the fish out. So just think about this. This translates to discipleship. Is the person I'm sharing the love of Jesus with, are, am I equipping them with the skill set to go into their city? Because they have a completely different city than my city. They might have the same name, but they're completely different cities. We've talked about this every week. So the, this idea of, am I preparing the fish to send beyond my own city? Am I, am I speaking the love and life that is Jesus? And they understand they need to take that into their own community, their own home, their own workplace, beyond where we're at right now. And then the last one. It's so windy here today. Enjoy your home. <laughs> the last one, and this is, this is the most critical is a successful fisherman realizes that they start it all over again. That's it. A fisherman does the first four things over and over and over. It's, it's understanding this lifestyle is a routine. It's not, I made it through the first four and I'm done. That's not it. A fisherman to be successful, to provide for their family, to provide for their home, is on repeat, is on routine. And I, I think the Christians that, the believers that have done steps one through four and said, you know what? This one person fell in love with Jesus. At the end, I caught, I caught a fish. I'm done. That's, that's the mistake that can be made. So this week's next steps is, is this. Which part of the fisherman's steps are you on? Which one are you stuck on? You know, is it, is it you, don't, you don't understand your, the boat of how to find the fish? Is it, you know, you don't know how to prepare the people that you've spoken love and life into for longevity? Or is it that you've gone through and you're, you're just finished? You're completely done and you need to start over again. And what I want to I want to challenge you this week is on your next steps. I really want you to identify what step you're on and start moving forward. Because there's there's to change your city. There's so many people around you that need the love of Jesus, and to use your skill sets to do it. I love it. Um, I, I was talking. To, I don't want to throw their name out just in case. I don't want them to be embarrassed, but. I was talking to a teacher this last week um, and they were saying that at every year as students come in, they can identify 
why, who Jesus has placed in their, in their classroom so they can begin praying over them and interceding over the life. And, and it, just, it just blew my mind of they're using their skill sets as a teacher in a public school system to bring the love of Jesus. You know, and so we all have our own skill sets, our own nets, and I, I want to challenge you. Use your net. Figure out what your next step is in the fisherman process and go after it. Let's pray together. Lord, I, I just pray that each of our cities, as we set out to change them, each of our cities would be changed because we'd understand that we're in the boat with you. And if our skill is sitting there empty and unused, let it be a trigger for you to speak that life over that skill in, into our lives so we can start using it and we're become fishers of men that we're actually going out and we see our city changed. And it doesn't even stop there, God. You, you, you have in your word that their friends were inspired because one person did. I pray that there would just be this exponential inspiration and faith stepping because someone would be so bold to step out in it. God, I pray for empowerment and I pray for authority and I pray for clear focus. Holy Spirit, if there's anything that is distracting anyone from understanding clear focus of what your word is speaking at, I pray that you would remove that distraction. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship God together this morning. Jesus and just praise him this morning. Praise him for everything that he's done in our lives and everything he's going to do within our lives and not not only in our lives but in our country. I think it's important to remember that he Jesus is still on the throne no matter what and so just always keep that in mind for every situation.
As you worship and you sing this song, these are the promises of God in this song. And so as you sing it, believe it within you. He's blessed us. He's blessed us. Let's go ahead and worship him. The Lord bless you. Oh 
And as your people, we do say, amen, or so be it. God, make us fishers of the people you put around us in our cities. Call us to the depths, God. We just uh, want to remind you again, your next steps this week. What is the next depth that you need to go to with Christ? Where is he calling you to go fish? And then once you take that one, identify what the next one is. Go and be blessed. Amen. Amen.